1: Sorry about the noise. My neighbor's sanding his deck. My motto, don't work on your deck, play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck, low maintenance with a 25 year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, it was an absolute pleasure to watch um, Amazon Prime's new documentary. Um, that i uh that i watched just earlier on this afternoon in preparation for our special guest today if you haven't seen it the documentary is called kick like taylor um and taylor harris has been good enough to jump on the phone and it is all thanks to 40 wing uh, 4 and 20 by the way local legends mark of the week competition uh which taylor's going to tell us all about as well taylor harris it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show thank you for being with us it's a pleasure
0: to be on the show thanks for having me and I, I am, I'm going to tell you all about the 4and20 the Local Legends Mark of the Week. I wish it was around when I was playing local footy because I reckon I might have taken a couple that could have qualified. But, um, yeah, so if you want to put your, your best mark up from the weekend and you've got a snap of it, go to 4 and you Instagram and you'll, um, you'll get a few hundred pies to your local footy club and I think you'll be pretty popular.
1: Oh, see, now that was always my favourite night of the year um, When with the footy club, was pie night. Always day one of, of pre-season training in juniors. When's pie night? Uh, unfortunately, I never had the ability to take a mark that would, would instigate the club getting a free pie night, but I'm sure there's a lot of kids that do, and I'm sure you probably took plenty of those when you were playing uh, up in Brizzy. Um, what's the um, wh- what's the instigator behind this, Taylor, with 4-20 with and, and and this fantastic competition? Well, to be honest, I'm really proud to be involved with
0: 4 and 20 It's a pretty clearly iconic brand, you know, in in Australia. And, uh, yeah, I I think I can firmly say that if when I was playing local footy, there was a competition like this that really, uh, you know, brought everyone together, um, you know, with a common goal that let's get up high in the sky, take a great mark, and then when we land, we'll enjoy a few 4 and twenty pies together. <laughs> Sounds pretty pretty good to me. So yeah, that you know that's the reason why I'm proud to talk about it and I'm proud to be involved in an ambassador because it just brings people together, and there's nothing better. Uh, and
1: yeah. And I reckon um, there'd be a real sense of pride too if you were the player to take that mark, and then to be the one that won your team that pie night and all those pies thanks to 4 and 20, that would be pretty special, I'd imagine. So that's a nice little bit of uh, motivation and inspiration for any young player.
0: You'd have to get chaired off after the game, wouldn't you? You would. Sure. You would. It'd be compulsory, I would have thought. So, yeah, if, if you want that to be your reality, get, get involved and go to 4 and Instagram and submit your mark. It's, you know, it's that easy. So 250 pies. Beautiful. Uh, and I guess you can have a few, a few competitions as well. See how many people can consume.
1: I love it. Absolutely love it. Hey, um, I, I watched the doco today. Congratulations, uh, first and foremost, on it. Um, I, a lot of a lot of stuff stood out um, to me in it. But but from your point of view, how's it been received from how you viewed it?
0: It's been a really optimistic reception, and I think I've I, I'm really proud to say that it was something that I I was. Um, involved with in the first instance a few years ago and and it's really captured uh, challenging but eye-opening time and part of my life and I'm proud to show it and I and I'm really excited for someone to watch it and hopefully be inspired that's the only reason that I that I really did it is to try my best to spread some awareness about obviously women's sport and a few challenges that I've been through and resilience and getting through adversity and all those sorts of fun things and yeah at the end of the day it's uh, a little insight into my life but the reality is if someone can connect and and resonate and feel inspired then job done
1: the, the opening messages when you talked about your parents that they just brought you up to be kind uh, and then the opening monologue finishes with you saying they have no idea who i am and it's such a great point that I think that's how we were all raised. Our parents wanted us all to be kind to others, yet you've experienced something that I wouldn't wish upon anybody. And to lesser degrees, or maybe even to, to further degrees, there's, there's people that would have experienced bullying in, in, in some way, shape, uh, or form. Did you find this to be quite cathartic? Because what you were subjected to after the photo of the kick, it was horrendous. And, and, and I actually, watching it again, watching... It, from your perspective of retelling it, I got quite upset watching it. So I can only imagine, uh, well, I can't, I wouldn't really have any idea on a number of fronts what that experience must have been like for you and how difficult that must have been for you to to live through that abuse, which was sort of unimaginable in so many ways. You were threatened as well in 22 years of age, but yet you decided to stand up for yourself. That moment and then this moment with the documentary, have you found it a cathartic experience, Taylor?
0: Well, I think it's it's an accumulation of so many moments, and so much has gone on. I'm 25. So much mm. has happened, and it's literally a decision that you make in every situation that's presented to you, challenging or otherwise. And I, I am proud to say that that's, I, I hold my values really strong, and I basically strictly make a, a judgment off those values, which is, as you mentioned before, just to be kind and to try my best to be my best and do my best so I feel like that's opened up plenty of doors and the reality is I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for those challenges and those situations that they happen to play out publicly but I guess it allowed me to have this platform which I I mean obviously I chatted about 4 and 20 earlier to be connected with a brand like that you know like Australia's own brand and to be able to at this point in my life, have a connection, in you know, like that is something that I can be really proud of, and I can, yeah, I can connect with people that I never thought I would have been able to meet. Jonathan Brown and I, we we're both Four and Twenty ambassadors. I wouldn't have believed you when I was, you know, growing up in Brisbane and the Lions were winning premierships, and he was kicking, you know, hundreds of goals a season, and and here we are together having a Four and Twenty pie So it's just it, life's crazy and. Uh, every instance that along the way has accumulated to to today, and no doubt uh, in the next decade, I'll I'll have a few other
1: stories to tell, that for sure. Well, it's been a... It's, there's been an agency of change around it as well. Insta, Instagram implemented new rules. I didn't know that, that Instagram had actually introduced new rules and regulations around their site, off the back of what you experienced. And um, and I think anyone watching the documentary, I would hope that would just... Because you don't know who someone is, the next time you decide to get into their uh, DMs and abuse them for not kicking a goal or, you know, texting to um, a, a radio station or, or, or whatever and, and abuse the person... That that you're either watching on TV or that you might just think twice. So I think there's some real positives in that space um, around it. Um, It was great to get your your family's perspective on it as well. Um, How has it been for them, this process?
0: Well, you're absolutely right. It It is all about learning. And if you don't know, you don't know. So I guess people, until they have that moment where they think and step back and think to themselves, you know, why am I doing this? and what is it achieving, then mm. they'll continue to do it. But I guess more, I guess, versions of of my episode that come out in, into the light and people can, can listen and even potentially be forced to listen and have a look at themselves and reflect, that's when change happens. It's not, you know, it doesn't just happen out of the blue. It, it's got to be a moment. So I think people who continue to stand up for themselves and continue to push push for change, are uh, the reason that young people hopefully are going to grow up and, and there's going to be less of this bullying epidemic. And I and it makes me sick that people go to school and, and feel unsafe or it's not just school, obviously, workplace. There's a lot of harassment and, and bullying around and I just can't stand it. So I'll do mm. everything in my power and with my platform to, um, I, I guess, spread awareness and to try and eradicate... You know, sickening yeah. part of society.
1: Uh, it's a credit to you. I, I don't, I don't know if sorry, I would have I the courage said, to do it at twenty-five, um, let alone twenty-two. But sorry, I, I jumped in there.
0: That's right. I was just going to say to answer your question about my parents in the documentary, as you would have heard, Mum and Dad really passionately mm. explaining that from their point of view, that it's it's so heartbreaking, and particularly having my family interstate, it's a really challenging time and mm. uh, for your for your child and for even. Mum and Dad not to have felt totally safe is something that no one should feel. And yeah, I, I encourage anyone if if they have the time to to watch the documentary and learn a thing or two potentially about the reality of female athletes in Australia at least, and let alone around the world. So yeah, that, I, I, hopefully that answers your question. And absolutely, um, yeah. Mum and Dad are the best. The best. Yes. And I'm very biased, but I <laughs> but I love them so much and that really. Resonates, I'm
1: sure. Absolutely. Hey, now, given that you are here talking about uh, about four and twenty and the the local legends mark of the week competition, you got back to doing what you do best. Um, this year, uh, after making the move to the Melbourne Footy Club, in amongst uh, all of that storm at the time. But the the that the storm thing about storms is that they dissipate after a while, and it certainly did in the end for you. You number one contested mark in the competition again. You you helped Melbourne get to their first ever grand final. Unfortunately, it, it didn't go your way. It, it came across to me in the doco that just to be able to put. The tum- that, like how tumultuous the last few years have been and just to be back out there getting, having a kick, taking a grab um, it must have been a good feeling
0: It was, it was a great feeling and, and I guess to have the pressure off in a sense obviously um, as is explained in the documentary with everything that played out in the media which was obviously inaccurate and then to have found a place and the reality is that I, I was playing uh, footy for obviously uh, a contract that is not necessarily needed to be explained but the reality is that what was put in the media was mm. completely the opposite so it's no coincidence that I go out and play footy in a really uh, a free and just enjoyable sense and that's all due to some really honest and open conversations and uh, finding a point that was fair and even for both parties and that's how life works. If If it's fair, Everyone's happy and everyone, you know, everyone is able to perform. And I think that that's kind of what happened in the first instance here, you know, this season. But the reality is, in my own mind, I've got a long way to go and I've got a lot more potential. And I've been working hard already, looking forward to this season coming up in only
1: a few months or two months. So let's talk Very about much. that. Um how do you feel about the August time slot? Or well, time slot's probably not the right word, calendar slot. Um how does that does that sit right with you? Do you feel like that's the place for AFLW for it might not be over the long term, but definitely in the in the short term? Well,
0: I'll tell you one thing that people are gonna save a lot of money on sunscreen, spectators <laughs> and players. Playing in the middle of January is hot, and it is in, a, in the Australian sun.
1: Oh, probably, I don't know how you guys did it.
0: Probably not, not the best. Yeah, it was pretty tough. But you know what? We did it. We didn't complain about it. It was it was our part of the year, and we made the most of it. But now we're in the August time slot, so we'll, we'll get the tracky pants on and um, try and work out ways to to warm up before footy games rather than cool down. I feel like that's going to be the big adjustment. And then, yeah, I mean beyond that, obviously post AFL season people are on a high they want to see some good footy and they want to continue to watch footy so yeah I'm, I'm excited for this next phase of women's AFL and I can't wait to showcase how hard we've been working
1: but put it with I wanted to speak to you about the CBA it's such a landmark moment um, in the in the short history um, of the AFLW you would be with speaking to teammates on a daily basis who uh, would have been going through an incredible amount of stress and anxiety and worry about what is to come and what's going to happen and what do I do about my job and when are we starting and what am I going to get paid? Can I actually continue to do this um, anymore? So it's a, a substantial pay rise, but a warranted one given if you look people actually realized that the work that you guys did and the contact hours you had, it's and how little it end up being that you were actually getting paid uh, as a collective. How significant is this uh, for the competition?
0: Well, to be honest, I think you already touched on that. We're, we're already doing these hours. So we're, we're simply getting paid for what we're already doing. So the reality is I, uh, it's substantial, absolutely, and it's necessary for sure. But the reality is it, it is the fact that we're getting paid for what we do. Mm. So it's a milestone and it's a big moment. But it's one that I think we can tick off and we can say, right, now we're on a really good trajectory to continue to push forward and to continue to, to earn what we deserve. And I feel like now we're getting paid for what we do right now. But I think the next step is obviously to to give people the ability to train full-time, obviously, and then see what happens. Like, it's it's pretty exceptional, the standard. Right now, all things considered, imagine if the young people who are picking up a footy right now have a genuine professional full-time career that they can dedicate their whole life to and Mm. then you you can't even imagine the athlete that's going to come through it's it's clearly going to be exceptional so i can't wait and there's already kids like for example the other night four and twenty actually got me up to my local footy club and I, i couldn't have been more thankful because i honestly was emotional because i got there and it was it was a pie night and it was you know all these girls full filled the oval all the women's teams, the girls' teams, and it was Monday, Wednesday at the Astley Hornets is women's footy night. And I was just like... It, I was, may as well have been in tears because when I was playing only 10 years ago at Astley, mm. it wasn't. I was the only girl. It wasn't real. It wasn't a possibility. But all thanks to AFLW, and frankly, thanks to 4 and 20 and people who sponsor and back the AFLW from, from early days, this is why women are able to feel safe and feel at home and feel welcome and belong at a food club, and, and why shouldn't they? And I guess, obviously, also competitions like the the Mark of the Week competition allows young people and young girls to feel feel valued, and, of course, there's going to be most likely... In the club, there'll be, as we spoke about before, someone carried off on on the shoulders, <laughs> who's you know got a nomination. There's going to be, a, it could be a girl or boy. You wouldn't know because yeah. of the coin, because whoever takes the best mark, it's an even playing field, and I love that. And I think it's a really exciting time. And I think if you're not on board, you're going to get left behind, and that's the reality. So I think anyone who discredits women playing AFL just need to hop down to their local footy club and have a look at how much enjoyment and laughter and love there is when everyone is felt, made to feel welcome and it's, it's a safe place. So, you know, share, share the love, I guess.
1: Well, speaking of sharing the love, there's plenty of it that's coming through uh, off our text machine uh, as well. Lee has just texted in and said, My daughter is 17 and has been playing senior girls for two years now and has faced challenges throughout. Tay has been a beacon and an inspiration for a long time. Thank you, Taylor, from her and I, and that's just one of many. Taylor Harris that are coming through. Uh, I could continue on with you for ages, Taylor. It's been great to to catch up and chat with you. We haven't even talked boxing. There was so much more, but uh, I've got to let you go. But thanks so much and good luck with it all. And uh, 4 and 20 doing a great thing for for local footy as well with the local legends mark of the week. We'll speak to you soon. Good luck in August. Enjoy pre-season.
0: Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Take care.